0: Wait, I fucked that up completely, didn't I? Coming to you from Beer's Love City, it's Beer Blustery, where we attempt to solve the little problem one beer at a time. With us today is a man. Ooh. Much like Lionel Richie, is as easy as Sunday morning. It's Bellingham's own. Eli Ash
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: As I said Easy, easy, easy Eli Easy
1: <laughs>
0: Also in studio, the queen of Slytherin House, the wondrous wand wielder of Washington County You can't call her a witch, you can't call her a wizard but you can't call her Brienne Edward.
2: I'm a Hufflepuff <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not anymore And finally, he's not the one but he is the only Brandon Intern <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honored.
0: <laughs> and I am one managed lady, and together we
3: form a beer plus three. <laughs> okay, well, let me start out by saying uh, I'm glad that uh, this beer turned out to be good. Uh, yes, me too. We're drinking... Um, Backwoods Brewing's um, Ridge Run Stout. Mm-hmm. And we. It's really good. It, it, we each bring a few beers to the table every time we have one of these podcasts. And well. apparently, great minds think alike because two different people brought yes, it. Yes, I, I Run. bought
0: one uh, last minute this morning
3: because I, I ran to the hippie store down
0: the street. And they have a great beer cave. And this is the only three beers that I could find that were that
3: we hadn't drank before. That's that's pretty much what I bought. Uh-huh. So. Well, I had actually drank. Drank it before. I drank it last night, and it was certainly not the only beer I had, but this one stood <laughs> out for me. And so, I would, today, when we were over at Elizabeth Station, which I urge everyone, regardless of whether or not you're listening to this in Australia or <laughs> Siberia or even Antarctica, make, make the trip. It's worth going to Elizabeth Station in Bellingham, Washington. There's my Excellent. endorsement. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, it is it is the destination of beer drinkers
0: everywhere we are the beer snobbiest city so you know if you fancy yourself a beer snob you should
3: definitely come on out to Bellingham and if you fancy you come fancy yourself from a city that is more snobbish you obviously haven't been to bellingham because we're freaking snobs <laughs> it's bad it's bad
0: um I'm gonna kind of duck and control so I got a mess here because I my beer leaked <laughs>
1: so, You're going to
3: and Trussell?
0: <laughs> well, not quite. I'm just going to wipe my leakage. Oh, man. Oh, I've got snot rags from the man across the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eli. Awesome.
0: Thank you, Eli. Thank you, Eli. It's
1: handy.
0: There we go. There we go. We're all cleaned up now.
3: See, I'm, I'll just use my elbow for the rest
0: of it. To get it nice.
1: ah, there I, we go. I, th-
0: I,
3: oh. I think the whole Duncan Trussell in the middle of a, a podcast is. um uh, really strong, um, uh, uh, makes me a very strong pro- proponent of wearing Depends.
0: Yes, I uh, think I, I, the, now uh, that you bring that up, there will no, <laughs> no longer be any more Duncan Trusses. We're all going to put on
3: diapers before <laughs> we start the podcast. As, as an homage to uh, Dan Harmon, uh, because, well, it looked. He made it look fun. Honestly, <laughs> he never thought that uh, pissing in your pants could be a fun experience. But so hilarious
0: say. and publicly! Wow, he did that in front. Not even in front of a small audience like that. In in when they usually do it in the NerdMelt Theater, which is a tiny room like this size that they do it in. It was at a uh, what was it the, the Swedish American Hall, Hall. <laughs> and uh, in in San Francisco. So and so that's like a four or five hundred. I exceed place. So the place was packed, and he <laughs> put on the pants in front of everyone, and then proceeded to piss himself later at
3: the show, That's and an, and announce it. And then he did it again, <laughs> rather enthusiastically, almost, almost gleefully. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm pissing. I'm pissing. I'm pissing. <laughs> I'm Is pissing. Now, now I'm pissing. <laughs>
1: oh god, boy, so.
3: I, I, I believe that one can uh, grow older, but uh, there's a point when you are who you are, and at that point, you don't change that much. Yeah. For boys,
0: it's about 15. Okay. <laughs> For girls, it's probably about 22. <laughs> oh, that's
2: cool. Well, no, 22-year-old needs to make some very poor choices. Yeah. We don't want to do that one
3: again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my arrest development started about 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of Arrested Development, I just found out that the writer of um, Arrested Development, he's from uh, The Golden Girls. Yeah, he he started on The Golden Girls. Yeah. Um, who was it? I think I, Mitch I listened Hurwitz? to the Nerdist
0: uh, uh, did an interview with Mitch Hurwitz, and he talked about that. Talked about <laughs> being on The Golden Girls. He was he started out like as just a peon.
3: Yeah, he was like Probably, a, yeah. a production runner, and he went from being the production runner the first season that uh, he worked on the set, and I think by the third season, or maybe it was even the second I I season, know, he was a writer and executive producer. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You're it like, was a
0: big show. It was a big show at the time. Everybody mm-hmm. loved the Golden
3: Well, Yeah, but that's the thing. You go from being a runner, like literally someone who saw like, the, the Big wigs are like, uh, you, whatever your name is, go get me a beer or, you know, go get me my depends, whatever it is. <laughs> and it, whatever he had to contribute uh, apparently was enough to make enough of an impact. that they were like, we're going to make you executive producer.
0: <laughs> I think he had a friend who was like a big wig on the show.
3: Oh, uh, OK. It's not I what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure it I'm was not to say like he's not I don't remember. Guy. It's been a while.
0: What?
2: About who you know. I mean, yeah. my job is about getting people a job. It's like, you know, your skills will only get you so far. We got to start talking about networking with other people. And the customers are like, what do you mean? But I just spent two years in school. I'm like, yeah, that's still not going
3: to help. You got to know people too. Yeah. yeah we need to yeah. talk about, for me. instance, we wouldn't be on this podcast if we didn't know you, Jeff. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's
1: true. true.
3: No, I could see someone like Eli with uh, his, his wit and um, uh, his.
1: Uh, <laughs> All that his, wisdom
3: pouring out of his, his mouth, his, his, his just natural gre- gregarity. Uh, you know, he he could uh, definitely climb the ranks to find himself on this podcast, regardless. But uh, <laughs> I, I I want to uh, right now express my gratitude for allowing me to be intern on your uh, on your podcast today. Absolutely. Well, you know, <laughs> there was a chair to fill. She was already here to fill it. I fucked my way into the position. <laughs> there you go. You slept your way to the internship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm
1: day okay day. with that?
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, when he starts sleeping with me, then he can
3: officially <laughs> be on the podcast. I, I passed out next to you, and I don't think I've ever slept with you necessarily well <laughs> we slept next to you <laughs> yes but you not inside you you Well, they're, you
2: weren't really asleep you just kind of you cool that to make you know <laughs> anyways
3: it was a lovely night and the moon was full the stars were shining and it was just off the off the waves coming in lapping of the water yes, yes, so yeah, romantic, romantic. It, it'll and put you your right to couch. sleep man. <laughs> I was tired
2: so angry about that night got home Kim's just crying hysterically. I'm bleeding and can't
3: couldn't use my anyways. Great night though. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Jeff, your birthday is coming up. How yes. old are you gonna be? No, no. Thirty five? <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna be the exact same
0: age as Dan
1: 43. No forty three. Wow. Yes. 43.
0: He's <laughs> Thank you, a little one. But yes, I'm gonna be forty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and I are born the same year. And okay. he his birthday is what like third or something like that of oh. this month. Oh really? Sure. So he's a month older than I. You know. <laughs> but I'm I'm you know what? I, I can be jealous of a lot of, of like his accomplishments and stuff and, like i I I I would love to have, you know, that job as writing comedy and all that stuff, but I don't envy his size. <laughs> no, he
3: has <laughs> he has he, he has more girth than I do. That's for sure. You you are very well preserved for your age. <laughs> you don't look a day over forty two. I'm not yet.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, I'm a few days old. That's fine. So, uh, on on mm-hmm. the subject of uh, birthdays, um, yeah, uh, we. I think need to uh, pay homage to uh, a fellow who recently uh, made it to his 69th birthday. Right. In fact,
1: like a couple of people she's going to
3: say she, we'll do Bidet David first. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> we we lost a few uh, to what I'm beginning to wonder is a freaking epidemic of cancer like it's it's getting everyone. W- what what's up with this? Um, it always has <laughs> it always has. So it's, a, it's, so it's not really it's, an epide- epidemic. Cancer has always sucked, it's and always. Yeah.
2: just people that are being the first to care about
3: again. Okay, so this is just a heuristic that bit. we're all
0: born in the late forties. So you know, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Well, as far as baby boomers go, it's not uh, like it's a huge tragedy. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a tragedy, yes. But it is not like he, not, he, he. It was he wasn't shot like John Lennon, in the, you
4: know,
3: okay. when he's in his thirties or whatever. No, he's in. Or the yeah, the Fast and Furious kid that. Yeah, but but man, he he had so much life in him. Like you see a picture that uh, his um, uh, producer posted on his. Um, no, it wasn't his producer. Who was it? I think it was his partner. Um, posted on their Twitter, like he, on his birthday, which was like a couple of days before, yeah. like. David is, like, I mean, he looks like he's uh, all skin and bones, but he's, like, dressed to the nines. He's got a mm-hmm. smile on his face. Like, the man had class. I mean, it wasn't like he was laying in his bed getting ready to die. He was, like, he was he was Freddie mercury it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I think, though, the we, everyone knew that Freddie Mercury was
2: dying. That was the thing. I think for everyone right now, the shock is, and this includes Alan Rickman, he was going to be, I'm up here soon, and I'm going to excuse myself for a few minutes. Um, but but, well, didn't but they, did, they didn't talk about the cancer. We didn't see it coming, so it surprised everyone. We didn't but have yeah. that time to adjust. I mean, now that we're letting it sink in, we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But, you know, to, like, have someone drop a record and then mm-hmm. be dead three days later for I a mean, disease that it takes years to manifest, it's like, what? It's,
3: well, you know, having, having had... Uh, Other friends of his like Freddie Mercury, uh, pass away from a wasting disease. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he got an opportunity to see how all of his friends and coworkers treated him and he didn't want that. You know, people, people treat you differently. They, they can't help but treat you differently when they know that you're not going to be around much longer. And I, I don't see someone like, uh, David Bowie embracing that, you know, definitely, uh. a a very positive, upbeat personality. I mean, everything that I've read about the guy, obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm not, not I I won't claim to be a huge fan, but what I did know about him, like the guy was a really phenomenal individual. He wasn't like dark and tortured and, you know, um, Mm -hmm, you know, (laughs) an emotional basket case. I mean, uh, I, I think despite, some of the things that we know about him, I would uh, venture to say a pretty well-adjusted individual. Um, Now, a lot of people would argue with me, you know, Oh, you know, what about the girls, you know, the, the young girls and, you know, what about, you know, the way he dressed and all this other stuff. But as a person, he was a rock star. uh, Yeah. uh (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, he certainly wasn't the only one back during those days, not to forgive the uh, behavior. I mean, Statutory rape was statutory rape even then. What I'm alluding to is, you know, the the uh, biography autobiography that um, uh, what was it, Lori Maddox um, uh, wrote about her experiences uh, when she was 14, 15 years old, sleeping with Jimmy Page and David (laughs) Bowie, and you know, but it's not forgiving the behavior. It's more of a I, I think it's more of a commentary on the, uh, the, yeah, the, 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 the culture in the justice system failing the society, uh, that they weren't holding people like David Bowie responsible for this. You know, I mean, Prince was guilty of it. Um, and, uh, uh, let's see here, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, uh, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and most, a lot of people did that. I'm oh sure yeah. there's many sports figures that probably do the same right. thing. Right, but but I mean, every tend, yeah. tends to win over everyone. Knew about <laughs> it. Nothing did No one did anything about it. Yeah. But after the fact, you know, he's demonized for it. And you know, people, oh, you know, what a sick. sick hey, Lee Lewis did marry her. Uh, his cousin,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> his 16 year old cousin. Uh-huh. So, you know. In, the, in their defense, uh, I did listen to, uh, I re-listened to it again. Um, the, uh, Greg Proops did an uh, interview with Visconti. Uh, Visconti, Tony Visconti. Tony Visconti, which has mm-hmm. been his, uh, David Bowie's producer for, since the beginning. Time of He Memorial. was basically, yeah, basically found and helped create glam rock, kind of, um, and all those bands. And it was really interesting hearing him and how David actually wrote his music. It took him a long time to write songs. He didn't, like, just bust it out just have, like, a notebook full of stuff. He actually over and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote lyrics, and then, you know, the song would come after that. So it was. It, it's a really good interview if you get a chance to listen to it. I think it's on uh, Great Proof's website. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was a wonderful interview, and to hear about all those guys. And then right after that, I listened to it last week and then went into a glam hole <laughs> and just listen to glam rock all week. I fell into a burning glam hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, um, you know the stories he has of you know Bowie and, and and how everything was quite calculated, and how he was always kind of. Uh, uh, I don't know about open about sexuality, but his, you know, he was open to experimentation and, right. and things like this. And, and it was actually his wife at the time that started putting makeup on him and uh-huh. gave him his
3: outfits and he had apparently really tiny feet. So they just threw women's shoes on him, I, you know? <laughs> I, 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 saw a picture that was uh, taken like, like 40 years ago of, um, his, his son, Duncan, maybe I think his son's name is Duncan and uh, the kids in a stroller and um, him and Angie are out with their kid in the stroller and he is, he's totally cross-dressing. And so is she like, she's, mm-hmm. she's totally dressed as the man and he's totally dressed as the woman. <laughs> and he's, and this was like 40 years ago. It's yeah. a big
1: deal. Well,
3: well very cool. I got to see this picture. Yeah,
0: I'll see if I can pull it up here. Nice, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, listen to that interview. It's, it's very cool. The guy is really neat. And uh, apparently he had to keep the whole, uh, his newest album. What is it, Black Star? Was uh, his newest album? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he kept that secret for like two years. Didn't tell anybody. And he finally was able to tell people. This is about
3: a year ago, I think the interview was.
1: <laughs> yep, there it
3: is. Just, just showed him the picture. Uh, this is uh, um, David and Angie in 1971. Wow. Well, they, that's uh, that's even before he was really big. I
0: mean, no. that was his first year of Z- being pre-Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, and really, that whole Ziggy Stardust glam thing—it didn't last very long. I mean, he only did it for like a year or two or something like that. And then everybody else kind of did the same thing all, almost at the same time. He said uh, he said he was there. He actually, this Viscotti guy, dressed up as well and went on stage with him. And they oh. all did it. They all dressed up, got went on stage. And then he, uh, David Bowie, and somebody else, not Mata Hoople, um, a different guy from, I think, not the New York Dolls, but uh, from maybe Roxy Music. I can't remember who else he had on that same label, but they all kind of did it at the same time. It's not like they, they got together and decided to do it. They just kind of, it just came natural. They just did it. Right. And then and then it became this huge rock and roll movement, which is glam rock.
1: Yay. And as
0: I said, I've been in the glam hole. I actually created a, a YouTube a video uh, channel. Uh, just <laughs> I think I called it the glam hole or the <laughs> glam channel or something like that. And that's what I've been listening to. The New York dolls are freaking awesome, by the way. Yeah, I
2: should
0: I should do that for my birthday. dressed dress in glam. It's going to be a glam party. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I would end up getting arrested at some point. I'll, I'll wear diapers to your glam party.
2: Whoa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, buddy.
0: Now a diaper party. That's something else completely. <laughs> I think, Yeah, a di- diaper party.
3: That was a good idea. I think that might happen. Oh, you're warming to the idea. Yeah, I am. I'm I like that. Idea. I don't I keep working on you.
1: Work <laughs> on
3: you. <laughs> All right. No,
0: but, uh, you me. know, R.I.P. <laughs> Mr. Bowie. So, I mean,
1: <laughs> by the way,
0: what do we think of this beer? I mean, uh, so we've already it said is. it's awesome. Uh, this is from Carson, Washington, at Backwoods uh, Backwood Brewing Company. The Ridge Run Stout.
3: And, yeah, I'd, this is a four and a half, I would
1: Absolutely.
0: say. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I'd, I'd give this a four. It's, it's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. It's got um, good character, and it's not... Like, it, it's well-balanced, I think. And it's not it's not real heavy. That's like, exactly right.
2: what I was going to say. You don't feel full after drinking a glass of it. I mean, I'm getting there, but...
0: Well, the cowboy cookie doesn't help either.
2: Cowboy cookies are good for you. They're, They're good for delicious you. Delicious proteins and sugar.
0: And sugar. Peanut <laughs> butter,
2: chocolate chip, oatmeal, coconut, and something else.
0: All the major things And cowboy. <laughs> All in one
2: cookie.
0: Mm. Delicious. But, uh, no, this, this is a great, great beer. I really enjoy it. Um, how about that, uh, uh, the other person that uh, Alan Rickman?
2: I know. I know. It was so sad. Yes. I went to my, my office. So when David Bowie passed away, I went to my work, and I looked at my one coworker who gets me. She's, she has a daughter my age, so she absolutely knows And We were both very sad about David Bowie. And then I walk in after I out about Alan Rickman, and she's just is right waiting at the door, waiting to give me a nice. hug as I sob into tears. And she looks at my other coworker and says, I "Told you this is how she reacts. He's gone. She's like, my daughter's been sobbing on the phone at me all morning long. This, this wow. Is, yeah,
0: I didn't know he made that much of an impact. Well, if you before. think about it, I mean, I remember him from like Die, die Hard and. and Truly madly deeply, in a lot of the older movies.
1: The, the yeah,
2: Robin Hood. I'm because a... it'll hurt more. <laughs> <you idiot>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. If, if
1: you think about
2: it, the millennial generation grew up with with tape This character in the yeah. book. So, like, I was eleven when those books started coming out. Which was just the same age oh as God. Harry Potter. And so, every year those awesome. books came out, we aged with Harry Potter. When the books yeah. ended, my child was like, "Wait, what?" What's going on? no what
0: am I supposed to do with my right. lies?
2: And then the movie oh, starts movies starts coming out. And so then finally we have, you know, the, the character Snake was just one of my favorite characters a lot of our favorite character, And because you have this anti-hero that becomes this the tortured soul that becomes the hero. Mm-hmm. Goes through a lot of change and growth, and you figure out why he's such an asshole in the first few books. And then uh, oh, uh, Alan, Rickman, was an Alan Rickman <laughs> took that role and made it his. Him, made it his own thing and brought so much life to this yeah. character yeah. that you know. I, I mean, there are, there are eight Harry Potter movies. They came out like, what every year and a half for almost ten years. I mean, that was that's almost half of my life that I grew up watching. That's and true. Harry yeah, Potter. there's
0: what seven, eight movies. There's eight movies, eight seven movies, seven yeah. books.
2: Seven yeah. movies. So I was I was in my first or second year of college when the last movie came out. So I mean, it's literally half my life. So, to um, have someone that's been such, like, such a center for me to just suddenly pass away unexpectedly, like, that's really hard. Yeah. We watched the first Harry Potter movie we together.
0: Did. Yeah, we did. We watched the first Harry the Potter movie, movie together. We've been together the whole time there mm-hmm. Harry Potter movies were made. Yeah. I think I read maybe the, I read them the first, half the first mm-hmm. book, because I worked, uh, when they started when they were coming out, I worked at the Skagit, back when Harris had it, owned it, and, uh. Oh, ran it. And uh, somebody just kept leaving the book in the smoking, the iron lung is what I used <laughs> to call it. It was like a, it was a room about, it, if you take kind of this room here and you cut it in half, it was, it was almost like this glorified hallway. They had put chairs in uh-huh. and one end opened right into the employee dining room. The other opened into, and this is indoor. We're talking, it wasn't even, there was no windows except for the window at the front. And it was literally just a hallway. They put tables in and then cut the whole thing off from everything else. And that's where people would go smoke. So it's like – And so somebody would leave their the Wide there and 20 feet time. long. <laughs> yeah, and that's back when I smoked or started smoking again because um, uh, I had quit for three years and then started again. That was a really good idea. Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, somebody kept leaving the Harry Potter book, so I started reading it. <laughs> so – and then they, they stopped leaving I wasn't done with that. I still don't know to this day whose book that
2: was. I own them all. I own copies of that, a few of them. Yeah, like, my
0: wife owns them all. Too. But you
2: know, I'll talk to Brian about Harry Potter and he isn't he isn't able to like grasp onto them the way I was able to because he was older when he started in those books. You know, for yeah. an eleven year old kid seeing another eleven year old kid do this huge fantastical story and then the books mature with the audience, it's like yeah.
0: no, it was genius.
2: holy shit. Like, I mean seriously they're there are very few characters that I have this weird relatability to than I do with the Harry Potter characters. And that includes Alan Rickman's portrayal oops, portrayal of Severus Snape. It's, I don't have that connection with other fictional characters because J.K. Rowling was so brilliant to just age her characters with her audience. Mm. So there's a lot of older millennials who were just absolutely devastated because we grew up with Bowie and we grew up with Alan Rickman. And it's like, wait, what? A whole chunk of our childhood is suddenly just gone.
0: And well, no. All, all the work is still there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> still watch it. No one's going to stop you. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. I mean, like it's, the writers still alive. You know, there, there yeah, JK
0: are, still alive. <laughs>
2: but,
0: <laughs> well, but no. Well, it, fuck that guy. It,
2: it's kind of <laughs> like you know, there's there's always that that thing or that person that you never expect is just going to die. Like I was trying to explain. Like last year, I had six animals pass away from different kinds of cancer. Woo. So, But there was one animal in particular that I was like, this is my pet forever. He's always going to be by my side. I'm going to grow old and gray with this little animal. And he passed away, and it was such a huge shock for me because my brain just never registered that this thing could be not in my existence anymore. So that's yeah. kind of how it yeah. it's that weird sensation yeah. for Alan Rickman. It's like, wait, you know, I knew he would at some point go, but like, when I was older, but it's like, this is really...
0: Yeah, I remember hearing what? he had cancer yeah. like a year ago or something like that. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember hearing he had cancer, and I thought he had beat it because he was still around. Yeah, so, like he was, he was really, doing stuff. Yeah, and he was he was still you know active and acting I think he and just doing the movie
2: too. Like he was or yes, uh, the
0: uh, no, he has a movie coming out.
2: Yeah, um, I think next is. month oh, no. or the
0: month after. Yeah, um, he has a movie. There is a movie geez. coming out.
1: So. Okay, i
2: yeah. it. <laughs> so, <but> it's like, <laughs> it's, like again, one of those characters. It's like this person isn't alive and my brain just can't wrap around it very
0: well. Like, yeah, I, and I find that strange with the, the celebrity thing.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: we, these people will never know who the fuck we are <laughs> to be honest with you, And they don't care really. I mean, they're just out there doing their job and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're or creating their art or whatever they're doing. And, you know, we get so attached to the stranger we've never met. We'll never know. And we only know them through our interpretation of their art.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And right. so it's, it, to me, it's, it's very <laughs> odd. And uh, the only time that's really ever happened, uh, that really kind of depressed me was very George fresh. Carlin.
1: Was, yeah.
0: yeah. George Carlin really, that was like, fuck, that really because he was always kind of out there doing his thing. And I never got to see him, uh, uh, yeah, Terry Pratchett was pretty bad too. Right, like uh, it, it, for you, it hit my wife much worse than it did me. But that, but I enjoyed his his work, and now we'll never get another. He, he has forty seven novels of a fucking discworld. It's not like you know he, he he only wrote three books and it's unfinished. He's not going to pull that you know fire and ice
3: bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. George R. R. Martin's still alive, <laughs> but are, are, are his fans are, are going to kill him soon. I think a better example would be like Robert Jordan, where mm-hmm. you know he re- wrote a dozen books and then he died of cancer, <clears throat> which sucks. Uh, and th- someone else Nature's had to finish. Asshole! Him. Oh, <laughs> <really> <laughs> <the same one laughs> cancer's a jerk.
2: <laughs>
3: so, but
0: yeah, precisely. I, 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 I find it very strange, you know, and, and yeah, it, it, it's weird, like, oh, my God, this person's no longer alive, but, I mean, it's not, not going to, your daily life
2: is not going to yeah, be I mean, any it, it fucking different. doesn't affect my daily life, but, it, it, yeah, and it's weird like that, like, again, it, I've never really understood why people could become so obsessed with TV shows and reality shows and what have you, but then suddenly it's like, wait, what? What? It was kind of like when Leonard Nimoy died, You're like, that... That's weird. He's eternal in my head. He's the figure that's yes. carrying on forever and ever and ever. No, boy. he's
0: still alive. <laughs> he's still alive.
2: Yeah, I have him in the closet. Mm. <laughs>
0: um, I yeah, I know Leonard D Boy. I mean, it, it, the, the thing about like Leonard Nimoy and, and, and those guys is, is, yeah, it's it's not especially Leonard. It's not exactly a tragedy, but you know, it's still sad. it's sad for yeah, it's the sad overall... for us that are still around. Yeah, but it's sad
3: for the overall. Uh, Cultural, yeah, the, the community, the the, yeah, the, the, the artistic community, yeah.
2: And we, we get so attached I've, to these characters. And Leonard Nimoy, at before he, he passed away, he handed off his Spock character yeah. to Zachary Quinto, which is really huge because a lot of people were like, Oh my god, Spock's dead. No, 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 Leonard Niemoy's died. Spock's, Spock's right. still around, he's still doing his yeah. thing. I, I yeah. think for Alan, but McKenna, it's never going
0: to be the same. No, I do, the new movie the looks good though. I don't know if yeah. anybody's seen that, oh god, it looks a so lot of, like good. a lot of fun.
2: But I mean, there isn't another Severus Saint. There was no handing off of that character. That character ends with
3: right, yeah, with Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman.
2: and that's it's, kind of where I'm like, wait, what? What? It's what? Uh-huh.
3: It's, it's interesting to hear you talk about uh, not really having any opportunity to prepare to grieve. Uh, whereas uh, I'm not sure if any of you el- any of you all caught what we did with George R. R. Martin, but we totally just glossed over it. But really we've all kind of in our minds gone through the stages of mourning recognizing you know he is going to die and those books are never going to get done mm. we've all gone through that already <laughs> <laughs> if you read yeah, the sure. books you are like yeah, no absolutely. he's never going to finish those he's it's he's, kind of
2: he's I was eight years old. That right. over almost 20 years ago oh and, those books and and he,
3: and up. and he wrote like he was going to be prolific for that for like well <clears throat> six of those years and then he's pulling he wrote, a real dark tower here. Oh, he's dark towering <laughs> where, where it just but, takes 10 years to well, get one book added. but but what really? you do know about Stephen King is that Stephen King has proved himself prolific and oh absolutely granted he may have hit a real writer's block in finishing that but he proved himself to be the worker and that he is and I, re- he did I remember listening
0: to uh, uh, I listened to the <laughs> audiobooks of those which were absolutely phenomenal and um, uh, is, I'm not a huge fan of Stephen King. But Stephen King went out and handpicked the guy to read it, and the guy in about the third book died of cancer again.
3: That's that's what happened to Um,
0: uh, the Game of Thrones books. So at the beginning of the next one or the end of the last one that he did, Stephen King uh, reads his own little dissertation about this. I want you to know who this man is. He was awesome. He was this, you know. And and he also talks in there about how personal those books are to him like those are like the for yeah. him that if he you know he doesn't care about any of his other work those are the books that he really cares about they're, they're autobiographical his of his creativity his creativity and he'll also his, his journey through you know his alcoholism his you know his his dealing with with deaths in the family and his, his marriage and, and all the the kids and and all of that stuff he's dealing with Yeah, his, his psyche yeah it's almost like his journal at some point it's yeah it's very very personal to it, but I, I just wanted to touch seems on that. It seems to but. me that death is a, a great
4: way for people to start to appreciate the artist in a uh, fuller manner. Like hearing you all talk about the various artists, I don't even know who most of these people are, honestly. Um, you don't know who Stephen King is? Uh, I, I know of him. <laughs> <yes>. yeah, <laughs> and I know of um, Nimoy. Uh, but no, I, I did not know. Uh, and don't remember his name. Alan Rickman, yeah. yeah. No it's okay idea.
2: i forgive
4: you somebody had to show me the picture and i said okay, okay i know who that is." Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah listening to you guys talk about uh, these uh, dead artists you're bringing up their lives um, their their works and mm-hmm. kind of processing and appreciating uh the art in a, a way you can't really do until they're dead because <laughs> yeah. you never know what's going to come next while mm-hmm. they're alive now it's finished it's a flourish and
2: Well, it's kind of like how Dr. Who presented uh, Van Gogh. I mean, when he was alive, no one really got him. No one really understood him. And then, you know, after he passes away and someone discovers his work and the impressionist style, suddenly it's like, oh, my God, look at this talent Mm -hmm. this person had. I mean, death makes us reflect. And with Alan Alan Rickman, you know, he didn't Mm -hmm. have to start acting until he was 42. He his first wow. acting gig was he was 42 years old. Oh whoa, whoa!
0: Really? I yeah, die, was hard? die Hard. No, was Die Hard doing. wasn't his first acting
2: gig. Yeah, well, he was doing theater, but his first major movie was Die Hard. Oh, was he okay. had his own company up until he was in his late 20s, and then quit, went back to school for acting, and then didn't actually start getting, getting on top of the... Um, the want list from producers until his yeah. Well, his he got he got really
0: theaters. lucky. I mean, he's done some really cool stuff. I mean, well, Die a, Hard is one awesome I
2: think thing. He's a, he's, a theater, he's a theater actor. Yeah, he's oh, a theater. He produces. For sure. What place? And that's yeah. what that's what's so incredible when you watch him. That if you ever get a chance to watch an Alan Rickman movie, Eli, I mean, you can see him truly medley
0: deeply, is what you want. To
2: chunks watch. of theater acting into movie. I think don't see it. You don't see that mm-hmm. crossover very often. Like different styles. So there's there's acting for the camera, and then there's acting for the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're
4: they're completely different. But you can see Absolutely.
2: Alan Rickman pulls them both together so neatly that it's very rare to find an actor that has that talent. Well, in... and.
0: And somebody else who also has that talent, not only acting, but also directing and, and, and writing theater for movies, is uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Is yeah. absolutely amazing. That his, his version also of Hamlet, in
2: Harry Potter. <laughs> also
0: in Harry Potter. He's one of the best roles in Harry Potter, oh my too. God, I love
2: so
0: that. Uh, mm-hmm. yes, he really loves himself. Um, but uh, um, his, his yeah. version of Hamlet was probably one of the best. Yes, our neighbors do have a huge cat. It's it's a giant Siamese uh, long haired I don't know what I just now.
2: discovered a man walking she... with a cat across his shoulders. There's more <laughs> cat than there's man from here.
0: <laughs> that, that there's was... often more cat than man in everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in
2: chance, I'm sorry, I was just really distracted by that. So I
3: know, I, Simon. I was going say... <laughs> to say kitties. You know. <laughs>
0: She's think, the one that broke the internet, yeah. right? <laughs> you, you know, I th- because
3: kitties break the internet. Yeah, I'm do it. You know, uh, it, it's. Um, I think Eli makes a really good point about um, you know recognizing and you know, appreciating the artists after the, in their work after their yeah. Um It's it's something that is uh, not just unique to artists, but it seems to be most prevalent with artists. You know that that the. The, 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 some of the greatest artists of uh, human history dying in poverty alone. It's kind of a classic tale. Uh, yeah. You know, with, um, uh, which with, luckily doesn't really happen in, yeah. in as much anymore, w- right? With, with, with writers as well. It's kind of that story. Um, you know, I mean, Eli, you have, uh, a, a pretty, pretty extensive, um, uh, education in philosophy. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> there, there are a lot of, um, lot of philosophers that uh, perhaps didn't get their uh, the recognition they deserved at the uh, time that they were alive. Yeah, and th- and there are others like 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 Tico Brahe On the other hand, uh,
4: mm-hmm. man, new party. I tried. To Fame only infects a very small number of people. Everybody else dies. It yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, much. <laughs> pretty much. well said. It. Yeah, yeah I did recognize him once he, I saw a picture. Yeah. I have seen uh, pretty much all of his movies. I think it's just the name and and the fame. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My coworker
2: was so sweet, gave me her life-size cardboard cutout of Severus Nate, portrayed by Alan. Riddell. I love that. It lives in my cubicle space right now. It takes up most of my cubicle space, but that's okay. Cause yeah,
0: you head. have a cubicle? I want a cubicle. Well, had I had an
2: office, before. but then I got food from the office. Well,
0: I, I, then I then don't need then.
2: Then I made a nerd cave and covered it in Star Wars and Star Trek and Doctor I Who mean, I and Harry Potter, and my life is great and grander.
3: I'm not sure if I could survive in a cubicle. I would probably like attack the partition walls.
2: You know what? It's actually not that bad because mine <laughs> wow. is just like it, there's a wall that separates me from the person next to me. I have windows over here. I have all my plants and my cool stuff and my pet fish. Surprise! I have a pet fish. Uh, you have, a, have, pet a, have you, a pet
0: everything, don't you? At some point, at <laughs> some point in your life, you have you 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 are almost you're much like my uncle, but my uncle has had the weird pets. Like he's had a pet raccoon. What? he's, he's had a pet skunk. He's had a pet crow. Um, awesome. he's had like, he'll, well, what, what happens is he spends a lot of time in the woods and so he'll go out and he'll find like a baby animal or a wounded animal. And like, instead of taking it to the proper authorities, like any normal adult human would <laughs> or telling someone about it, he will take it home, nurse it back to health and, you know, kind of keep it like the, the, uh, there's a great picture he has of, uh, the, um, his ceiling above his bed, because what he would do is he would put the raccoon outside every night. The raccoon would come in during the day, and then at night, he'd put the raccoon outside. And uh, um, it's, the, somehow the raccoon got into the rafters, into the attic, and was trying to get to him. So there's he, he has a picture above his bed of this hole in the ceiling and a little tiny arm reaching through the hole and trying to make it bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, the 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 good news is is the raccoon eventually found a mate and left. So, a mate? and uh, yeah, a mate.
3: Uh,
0: a, a mate. mate. What, what did you think I said? A mate. A mate. The raccoon finally found the mate it was French looking
3: for. The French mate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they live happily ever. Yes, they do. They do. Wee wee. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, so this beer we're drinking, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised of, yet uh, again Raven. by Black Raven.
2: Again. A Belgian that I
3: actually like. I think yeah. we've had this. The
0: Is it three Sundays? It?
2: Yes, it's three Sundays. It's a triple Belgian turning, style.
0: Ah, uh, oh, there we go. Yes, I think we've had this on the podcast before. It's been a little while, but uh, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. absolutely fucking delicious. And I think and I, I gave this like a four or four and a half last time. And yeah. I, I will continue to give this. It's
3: it's real dry. It doesn't have that cloyingly sweet estery kind of. Mm, the weird but, yeah, aftertaste
2: that I hate that most Belgians and triples, Most Belgians really make good. a mistake
0: of uh, <laughs> having Yes, it's not, it doesn't have that, but uh, also to its merit, I mean, we just had a really dark beer and immediately on top of it, have a triple Belgian and wow, it's, it's, it stood up to usually when you go from something really strong, like a dark beer and then go to something lighter, it usually ruins the lighter beer. This time, no, no, the flavor was right out front. um, It was right there. And yeah, you can't, you can't. Can't keep a good Belgian down. It
2: took me a second to realize it was a Belgian. That's how good it was. Damn, that's how much I hate Belgians. I'm
3: like, oh, how can a you Belgians? They're Man, a weird nice
2: people. You've got, <laughs> <laughs> got a weird aftertaste, though. You ever lived to Belgian? I just
3: Here's a
0: hint most people have a weird aftertaste. <laughs>
2: No, no, it's just, it. Belgians for me have this weird, like, muddy, like, aftertaste for me that I just can't, like, almost see. It's like, it's like <laughs> if you're eating frog legs or you're eating fish and they didn't, like, get the swamp water out and you have that extra taste in there that's just kind of,
3: like... You know, I get that yeah. more yeah. from the and Dutch.
2: like, old seafood.
3: I get that more from the <laughs> <laughs> Dutch. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. But no, that's... The
3: Nederlanders. So it's
2: yep. you know, <laughs> not necessarily, like, swampy saltwater aftertaste, but it's like that... But it's kind of similar in that regard. Like it's old beer taste that follows, and that's why I don't really like those. I, because that weird that,
3: I think it has something to do with the oak age. They actually oak age this uh, this Belgian, that and uh, be
0: right yeah, that in. probably uh, smooths that out and gives it a little bit of the uh, the, the, the that back end flavor that you're you're not getting. Yeah, you know? so you're getting <laughs> you're getting a different uh, kind of uh, back end on it. That's, that's and that's,
2: that's probably what's right helping out. me with this one because yeah, that that weird taste. Ah. Love,
0: love a Belgian with a good if, back end. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, bel- most Belgians are uh, bottle-conditioned. So,
1: uh...
0: i uh, uh, no, Most Belgians are. No, 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 that's true, no. Not not so They do have three national languages. So, that's kind of cool. And they've and only been a country since, like, uh, what is it? Like,
3: 1860-something? Yeah, that's a very new country. Yeah. The vast majority of them speak... Way more than three languages fluently, though. Yes. Like they're required to know three languages fluently just uh, in their public school system. But uh, the, the few people the that I cool. know that uh, were born and raised in Belgium uh, know no less than five languages fluently. Yeah, it's language. like you've got German. And French, German, and English, and Flemish, and And then like there's usually a Scandinavian language uh, or Spanish (laughs) or something, (laughs) and it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, so you guys are the linguists of that continent, (laughs) exactly. And what's
0: funny is is like they're they're the leftovers of like all the weird wars that like Spain, uh, France, and England had like over and over again. they they were just kind of the leftovers, which was kind of funny. What is this? Bitch
1: creek. <laughs> Bitch creek <laughs> <laughs> Grand
0: Titons oh. oh. ruin. Okay, so this th-
3: this one this I was. This is an ESB, so this is gonna already be ruined but, by the But the B yet. is actually it's for actually Brown, big not bitter. Oh is it? Uh-huh. It's ex- extra special brown. brown. So I know Dave. Totally... Extra special brown. <laughs> from Victor, <laughs> Idaho. Where the <laughs> Fracking hell is so, Victor. It must be way down south because it's so Grand w- When I bought this beer, I thought of both you and Rick. I was totally label shopping for Rick, and then I saw it was from Idaho, and I was like, "Oh man!" Even though Jeff is not from Idaho, he does have connections I, I, there. I have
0: roots there. <laughs> roots. <laughs> I'm sorry. Potato roots. <laughs> Potato, roots. <laughs>
1: Potato
0: roots. Roots. Yes. It's. It's. Uh, I would think I was just mentioning this to uh, uh, somebody else's. Uh, that has traveled to Idaho a few times and one, and one of the persons that I was talking to, um, had been to Idaho. The other person had never really been to Idaho. She's from way back East, uh, way back East, like South Dakota or some place like that. Um, but I said, yeah, you ever notice when you're, you're driving to Idaho, in Washington, the roads are perfect roads. <laughs> you made it to <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> Once your car starts shaking from the <laughs>
3: terrible road conditions,
1: like,
3: and, and your IQ drops, and your <laughs> IQ drops, you know, terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I experienced that directly, but I do have a really <laughs> interesting story about uh, wandering around really high on a number of hard drugs on the streets of um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, on the way to a jazz festival. uh, Nice. (laughs) I think it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, you know what? If you're going to a jazz festival at 3 o'clock in the morning, you better be high as well. No, it was the next day. It was the next day. And I was looking for booze at a convenience store in Coeur d'Alene. We were staying in a hotel. So this was about four days ago? No, this was a long (laughs) time ago. I I will admit that um, I was on... Uh, a little bit of meth, not much. Uh, but a little bit?
4: Primarily,
3: so, primarily mushrooms.
4: What constituted
0: <laughs> a little bit of meth? It was like I ate a whole bunch of mushrooms and
3: smoked meth. So it was just a little meth, but nope. mostly it
0: was the mushrooms.
3: <laughs> well, y- yeah, it was mostly the mushrooms, yeah. Squirrels. But I really needed something to put me to sleep, so I was wandering around looking for a store that was still open that I could buy way too much cheap alcohol. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, so that, that's... High
0: as Georgia pine, on your way to... Uh, to Moscow. M- Mos- you went to Moscow? Uh,
3: yeah. Because it's not Moscow. It's Moscow. It's Moscow. Oh, I went to Moscow for the uh, Lionel Ham- Hampton Jazz Festival. Years and nice. years ago, we were competing there. and so You were competing in what? In the jazz festival. You, you play an instrument? Yeah. I play the saxophone. I haven't played in years, but I, I used oh, to well, be pretty I good.
1: <laughs> I didn't know Marcus, that. Marcus I, oh, yeah. I've,
3: I've competed in the, um, I've, I've been to the Port Townsend Jazz Festival, been to the Reno um, Jazz Festival.
1: That's awesome.
0: I
3: yeah. knew <laughs> you know you are a jazz artist.
0: Of course you were high on mushrooms in Beth. Because you're a jazz artist. See? Now it all makes sense. Yeah. No, no, there's a direct line drawn right he there. He does have to play for my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> Mr.
1: Jeff. <laughs> In fact, I man. want everyone to call me
0: Mr. Jeff the whole time on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Jeff? Go ahead, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mr. Jeff.
1: Oh, no, Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You have to call me Mr. Jeff too, especially you, my lovely wife has to call me Mr. Jeff. <laughs> Sexy Mexican man.
3: <laughs> Not Senor Jeff, what? Mr. Jeff. Never heard that song.
2: I just watched on a very
3: weird. <laughs> <laughs> you were just a. We're dancer, uh, we're drinking in Bitch
0: Creek's extra special brown right. from uh, <laughs> Grand <laughs> Teton <laughs> Brewing. Um, where uh, this is in Victor, Idaho. Can anyone look up where Victor, Idaho is? Thank you. Oh, now you become an intern. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now it's free will; it's not obligation. Victor, well, I, know, I don't know where.
2: I'm trying to ride me, so. It's,
0: uh, ah, there you go. Might, we, s- might as well suck it up. We all miss Mike riding us. Um, I, I, I still sometimes dream about Mike riding me. So, <laughs> we'll see him soon. <laughs> enough. In fact, Where's I had you? a very strange sexual dream about. Uh, what? No, I, didn't, I wasn't jerking off, and he wasn't jerking me off. I don't know really what happened. It was very sexual, but it involved the Zamoras. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very strange. Nicole Weird. Too, yeah, it? Nicole, too. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I woke up going, what was this?
2: <laughs>
3: Obviously, I miss those guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> we all miss them, but I think you may be more than <laughs> the rest
4: of us. <laughs> like, wow.
2: Mm-hmm. The hell? I, I was on the border of Yellowstone National Park. That would wow, make it's sense. Right line, it's right on the border between Wyoming and Idaho.
3: Ah, that's, that's not a long border. Um, yeah, that's... Can you zoom out a little bit? There, oh. oh, yeah, there's
2: Montana, there's Wyoming, there's
3: Idaho. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there,
0: Victor, Idaho. Uh, well, <laughs> Thank you. It's, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the northern half, the northern hemisphere of the Americas on that continent. On planet Earth.
3: <laughs> On planet Earth. Yeah, if you're looking at the Idaho keep border. zooming out. No, go go further.
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> go further. <beer laughs> no, Milky Way galaxy. Is east of Idaho Falls. But mm, mm-hmm. west of Moose. Montana. You know what? This
0: tastes like Montana and that area. So and Idaho. This is really good. It's really good beer. So good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you, know, you don't like it? Be-
3: beer well, has made its way all the way to Victor. Idaho. I would
0: say this is seriously drinkable beer. This is probably uh, at least a three. Oh.
3: Maybe
1: a two
3: and a half. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not a huge oh, fan of brown beer, but uh, I would say that this is a, a special brown beer. So you know what? maybe not what? Once an ex- in a while. Ex- ex- I, think, extra special. I think
0: that what, because, I mean, brown beers are generally malty, and and malty means basically it's going to be sweet. It's going to be kind of a sweet beer. Yeah. Um. And But I think they really, whatever they did for the extra special... It, it certainly <laughs> definitely made it extra special. It's it's it not on. your usual brown. Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of extra special finally people, the structures grouping that opens in Bellingham.
0: Yeah? Are they finally accepting oh cards? Because no, they're no. not,
2: and they're only open from five to nine. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're closed today. We were gonna. I was gonna buy a huge round. Their double IP is amazing. Is it?
0: I know. Oh we my get there. god, they had a great. Yeah, meal, I'm thinking. Uh, uh,
2: um,
0: we need to go. There's
2: they're closed on Sundays and Mondays.
0: Of course, they're close and
2: most of my Tuesday and sense. Wednesday from five to nine, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday from three to nine. Well, I scarcity
4: still... creates desire.
2: But it's so real. Like That's you true. Have not, I'm willing to shell out sixty bucks to you guys. What? What? Why? why, why? Mm. So
0: why does everyone watch so much porn? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if funny. scarcity, sorry.
2: No, I'm, I'm hoping that you know they,
0: they just <laughs> <They're> probably—they <laughs>
2: just opened up mid-December. though, so I'm hoping that once they get more kind of settled out, I know they're, tra- they're trying to get cards, the card mm-hmm. fishing in there. Yeah, it's At it's, it's not an easy
3: process. Yeah, yeah so
2: I'm hoping time. that you know, give them another month of settling in. Unless you have available.
0: an IT guy, I know a couple.
2: Me too. I Anyone? Mean, like, I know that one needs a job. I like,
0: uh, if I was hiring, I would
2: probably. Okay.
0: But I'm not. Okay. If you can convince, never mind. Um, we're not okay. going to go there. That's we'll work stuff work that goes later. off podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, this is good beer. I'm enjoying this, and I can't wait to go to Structure. I Don't really want to get Structure on the podcast. Um, definitely. Uh, yeah,
2: it's small. It's loud. They were had. They definitely had the uh, rock and roll like cranked way up. Like, sitting around a whiskey barrel, yelling at each other because we can't. Oh, see, that's it. annoying.
0: I can just take the beer.
2: But no, they have super good beer, really interesting goblets. Like all their beers are made these yes. like custom goblets. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I am worried about breaking in half. Ciders? Yeah. I don't know if they had a, I think they had a cider. Did they have cider bread? I don't know. It's it's I, was, nice like, I was too enamored with their double IPA to even care. Like best double yeah,
0: IP IPA. Where the well, right are
2: they? They're on State Street, so right across from the Vital Climbing Gym. Yeah. Super good, like
0: vital. Is that what that's called? Vital yeah, climbing gym, gym. tweak so good. I, you
2: know, I, I really like I my, my my soul was a little crushed when I found that they weren't close, but they were close to So,
0: yeah, owners of Strust, if brewing. you ever
2: find our podcast, you know how sad I am that you weren't open to buy like three or four growlers a you.
0: That'd be a little pricey because they want like eight dollars for a half growler, don't care. Don't care. That it's that good. It's that good. That, good. Good. that all
2: right. double IPA. I'm dreaming. I had a dream of that double IPA. I'm serious. Like, with Mike. <laughs> I <I'm Nicole>. had <laughs> With Mike. I Yeah.
3: We were all just standing around.
1: I'm
0: dreaming of Mike and Nicole. God, it was with sexy. With a double IPA. <laughs> no, seriously. It was David Bowie injury. was watching. <laughs> well David Bowie is watching every dream I have. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's just a norm. David Bowie is always seems to be standing in the background just observing. <laughs> I thought that's what dreams were. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Actually I've had several um like dreams throughout my life that were kind of reoccurring that essentially I wasn't in the dream or I was in the dream, but I was like my okay. vision it wasn't POV. It was I am observing myself do things, or I am observing. What is this? This is—I'm is, still drinking the brown.
2: This smells like soy yes. sauce. Why? No, I, I can't. Why is this smell soy
0: <laughs> sauce? I don't know, but it's called. So um, this beer is sending shockwaves. Batch shock number waves. one tweak. Uh, stout with coffee added, oh. aged in bourbon barrels. Oh.
3: And it seems
0: to be unique. Holy shit! Yeah, uh huh. Oh. So 17%? Yeah.
3: So this Avery <laughs> brewing <laughs> beer really is sending shockwaves oh. through the podcast. Holy it shit. may I end have. the podcast. I'm this, so when you <laughs> breathe it in, the first
2: thing you do is you smell like soy sauce the alcohol comes in so often, you've got the coffee. And
0: then you take a sip and suddenly you're drunk. That just made me fart. <laughs> Everything
2: makes
0: you fart. That's <laughs> Everything does make you fart. But Everything makes you fart. Huh? Wow. Actually, I I like it. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> you, you Actually, is, uh, would you like the rest thoughts. of my brown?
2: Not my
3: favorite coffee beer, but. For a coffee beer, for a coffee
2: it's, it's not beer bad. beer with a high alcohol. That's high, seventeen percent,
3: real high. That's it was, like
2: that's like wine status almost.
3: This is bottled back in October Ooh. of two thousand
2: fourteen. Yeah, and
3: God knows it must Wait, have been.
2: On it must have that's been okay. Right.
0: When they bottled it, or when they, uh, yeah, when they bottled it, it must have been. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. <laughs> I mean, how long was this age? It was aged in bourbon barrels, so. You'd, you'd want to at least let it sit in bourbon barrels for a few months. Right, um, right. So we're talking, yeah. Wow. We're talking yeah. the beginning
3: of 2014, and, yeah, the, the alcohol it's content a, is just amazing. I it's It's a new one. It just came out. It was on the new releases uh, shelf on oh at uh, so Elizabeth station. we should only nice. get a
2: bite of the cowboy cookie because there's no cowboy cookie left, and then try the beer again. I bet you it'll taste really good, something sweet.
3: We're we're doing food pairings on uh, Beer Plus 3 now? Beer Plus (laughs) 3 food pairings. Cowboy cookie.
2: Also, I (laughs) want to point out that Coltion is making a new coffee beer. They won't let you bottle or take home because it's on nitro. We need to go try it. Because Mm -hmm. I've I've heard, we were talking to a couple of friends this morning while getting coffee and beer, who just did nothing but rave about it for about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, as soon as uh, Rick gets better, because we wouldn't want to do a podcast in public without Rick. (laughs) So Rick mm. and bitch and moan about it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were, you were Absolutely. If you not up,
2: you just make fun of you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get Caleb back on the podcast. He's a, he's he's a popular guest. We're
3: <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just uh, you know playing the playing the long game with Caleb. We're 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 playing Absolutely. out the line, and we'll reel him in. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. Wow! No, this is good.
0: And no, I um uh, actually last night uh, we were at uh, um, the Ashes, and uh, I think it was like a Coulson fest because almost every beer there was from Colson and I ended up getting their their Kittens Mittens, which I am absolutely enamored with this year. I think I've said that before, but I also got their their KDA, their Cascadian Dark. Yeah. That's a good beer. It's a That's really a good, good beer. I was really impressed with that one. So we're trying
2: to pick. People, we're trying to pick a beer for the wedding coming up here. So we have culture. We got Wander in the runnings right now for a couple of kids because we're cheap and simple.
0: There's well, nothing wrong with.
2: No, I'm not saying it's cheap, like culture. Oh, trying, cheap, trying simple,
0: to, and easy like yeah. Sunday morning. Easy. and like then.
2: Oh, go I think we should go back to all the breweries <laughs> that give kegs out or sell kegs I on beer, beer tasting. Beer well, <laughs> <we're>, tasting. <laughs> Obviously, a
0: podcast is happening at the wedding, or the, at least the reception. Oh yeah, <laughs> or the wedding itself, and we can just do a play-by-play, just like golfing. It's like, <laughs> and they are stepping up to the altar, and oh, and they now they here go comes go the go ring bearer. Wait, here comes the ring bearer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
0: the <laughs> ring bearer. Bear.
1: That's from Little Bill. Little Bill.
0: Yeah, it's also from Little Bill, but I believe in How I Met Your Mother. That's what that's what Barney keeps saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a ring bear. No, it's bearer. Yeah, a ring bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's determined to get a bear to deliver their ring. We're actually so cheap that we don't even have a ring bear or flower girl. We're like, we're just
2: going to have the rings
0: in our pockets and call it good. Oh, I will volunteer my monster to do it for you.
2: Okay. Oh. If we want to do that, Sweet.
3: I mean, my cousin has one son who's never been a ring bearer, and he cries every time he goes away because he can't be the ring bearer. Oh no! Mom, oh, no we should. Do it oh my gosh! We should dress him up like a hobbit. Okay. No, no, dress he him can up be like the ring bear. bear. <laughs> like a little bear. The face. Okay, that would be better.
1: That would be awesome. It,
3: you know, I think the whole hobbit ring bearer thing is probably cliche, but a ring bearer, yeah. yeah okay,
1: <laughs> all
0: right.
3: Okay. My daughter will show up as Pikachu,
0: so we're good.
2: <laughs>
0: that, <works for> me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. This is good. I
2: like this beer. Yeah, this is the beer. I think going from the belt or from Bitch Creek to this took a little bit of adjustment, but now that I'm just kind of getting easy into it, really good, not very sweet. Kind of, but it has a nice like espresso bitterness with mm, yeah nice it does beer. but
0: it doesn't the, the coffee flavor doesn't like over
2: no it, it's got a nice balance like they mm-hmm. make, so it's not super super sweet but it's not overly like oh, I can't do this there's too many shots of espresso in the beer
0: exactly and the coffee was added when it went into the barrels it looks like mm-hmm. um, so uh, you know which is apparently generally how they do yeah. it
2: that's that's what we talked about last time I mean they mm-hmm. they brew them separately and kind of find a nice even blend of Maybe they
0: dropped in the coffee, you know, mm-hmm. month into the aging. Yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? But no, it's it's a fabulous. beer. It's just I. I every time I, every time so I drink it and then breathe, it's I feel a, like, oh wow, I just I had, had, had a cocktail. cocktail. It's a beast it's, of a beer. It comes it's through your sinuses. sinuses. <laughs> yeah. At some point, it is a cocktail. It's it is absolutely. So I know. Oh man, I have the hiccups
2: already. I know, God, guys. <laughs> what <Wow. laughs> <laughs> else?
3: Yeah, I'm glad that we kind of saved this one for uh, later on in the podcast because it really sent shockwaves. Oh, I
2: heard We just stay with that.
0: No, we'll, we'll never mind. Um, absolutely, absolutely. This beer it's is a
2: big-ass bottle
0: of it, wine there, yummy. Holy shit.
2: So I drink a lot of wine. No, I
0: don't buy her anything less than a Magnum every time I buy her wine. <laughs> Usually it's a giant box of wine, which you get, like, it always has that silly little label where it has the uh, three-and-a-half bottles or five-and-a-half bottles or whatever on the label, you know, equivalent to. And so she just slurps the, the, the mommy juice down. No,
2: I'm not look less I'm not gonna No, drink my milk. daughter
0: used to call it mommy juice. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna
1: drink anything
0: of Absolutely. So Nobody believes in me. And uh I have I'm not I'm not disbelieving or anything,
2: I, mean, I just I'm just impressed by the fact that I can't wrap my hand around that bottle. It's good. Like, this, this is a two hand bottle for Brie. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: so, but imagine the straw oh, you need. <laughs> no, nobody got that. Really?
2: <laughs> We're measuring hands. Shut up. We're
0: hands. Oh, geez. which one has the smaller
2: Mexican hands?
0: Okay. She has She's tiny hands. hands. She has tiny hands. Just barely. <laughs> tiny hands. Mixed
2: mutt, smells like a cabbage.
0: Um, mixed yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I, I did have one question though. I had one question yeah. earlier in the week, and I put it on the subject list. Bree was ranting about. Dead something. people. Okay. Um, okay. And then finally she, I asked what subject we want, and she put, typed in strong, silent type something. Do you yeah. remember what oh, that was about?
2: Yeah, <laughs> so my frustration with the strong and silent types. Are what you said? strong? Oh, I, I don't know about strong,
0: but certainly <laughs> silent. Well, no, because it was, it, was it
2: was my... His type. silence
0: makes up for this, right?
2: There, there's this... <laughs> um, I guess, archetype of the strong to silent male who is so strong and hard and he keeps all his problems buried deep down inside until somebody tried to have him. like, they die of cancer. We didn't see it coming. Fuck you guys. God damn. But...
0: Well, being an only child, you really early on realize that nobody gives a shit about you, how you feel, or what you want. So you have to do all the caring for yourself.
2: Well, yeah. It's just strong... It, it, again, it was just... That was just how I characterized... The people that have passed away recently. Oh my God, who is this? Me. That's my wife. <laughs> Sorry, when Yanny's she was checking photos. about
0: what three years old, there.
2: Four oh, five, some school.
0: Oh, five, yeah.
2: But anyways, the strong, silent type, like you know, um, it, it's kind of a double edged sword. Like you do, you are, you do take care of yourself. You don't complain, but then there are things that go wrong in life, and those are people I run into <laughs> that have the worst <laughs> trouble. And if they had only or reached out for help, they would yeah. have continued on to be successful, or to live, or... To,
0: uh, and okay. w- w- what do you mean by reach out for help? I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that. And, and, and to be honest with you, our, our uh, political and social landscape really doesn't I lend I was so to heard. to uh, the help. Um, so, and it's it, either the help is just not there, there's no help for you whatsoever, it's or fun, it's yeah. just <laughs> not well known. So there, there's
2: That's that. Beautiful. But in addition to that, we also have gender roles. And so in, when yeah. I was doing my undergrad, I did a project on... How I can increase the longevity of male of men's lives? Like that's literally my party was. How do I get men to live longer? I got
0: I got two word answer for you. Hand right. jobs.
2: <laughs> that was well. Yes. That was part <laughs> of what we found. <laughs> Anyways, you're <laughs> not <and> sex.
0: Am <laughs> I wrong, gentlemen? <laughs> sex. <laughs> okay. He did it in one word. He's the philosopher here. <laughs> well.
2: Well, the, basically, you know, we did. A, my girlfriend did this a ton of research about why, yoga sex.
0: Boom! Yeah, there you
2: go. But why women, on average, live seven years longer than their male partners. Because they're um, better. That's true. Anyways, I love manos. <laughs> I don't think I'm a man hater. Anyways, um, well, well, she's nah, a man hater. <laughs> no, I love penis as much as I love vagina, and it's great.
3: No, it's it's just that women are more evolved than men. That's all.
2: No, actually what happens is that women are, we have, we have two gender roles kind of in this, like specific gender roles in this society in America where, you know, women are taught to be open and caring and nurturing and men are told to just shove it down your throat and keep it down there. Buried deep where No one can see. And so the, what we found was that actually men who did not reach out to a family and join a community, men who did not, who, you know, really didn't accept or appreciate their emotions or express it ended up dying Earlier because they had all this added stress and loneliness because they didn't connect as well as women did.
0: So why are so many baby boomers whiny little bitches then?
2: Because they're baby me,
0: boomers. Me, I'm going to go to a complete stranger and just talk about everything that's wrong with me.
2: Well, I mean, it's you not know, even have be a really, complete stranger. It could be like women, when their spouses die, they hang out know, their sisters and their friends and their kids and their mm-hmm. kids' kids. Men will isolate and just tuck away yeah, really no, quickly. No. One example would yeah, be your parents, your dad,
0: so. guys, your mom, alone. Yeah, my mom would probably move over here. And yeah. you said you were going to talk in this podcast. Like me. She, <laughs> told you. The other way, she also said, "You, I'm not going to drink until uh, your birthday." No, I party.
2: said today was the last. Day. I
0: know today's the last day, but she also, and to mark my words, I'm not going to drink until. And my birthday party is going to be on February sixth. What is today?
1: Your birthday.
0: My birthday. Okay, February 2nd is my birthday. <laughs> and so, looking at my naked wrist, <laughs> I, I am I am uh, marking the uh, calendar day, I think it's 16th or 17th today, so she's going to... You're going to punch it into your wrist. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to beep, 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 make the noises and everything. So, apologies. No, this is a good no, conversation. It's fine. Um, you no, know, absolutely. Uh, uh, recently, we... Um, and, and I work... At a casino where there's a lot of older people, and we've had a lot of our guests die, guests that come very often, people local people, um, and uh, um, a woman died recently um, uh, from cancer again because it's it's pretty much built into every living thing's DNA at some point that cancer is going to take you because it's you know an malfunctioning
2: of cells that happens randomly, yeah. Although more commonly, if it's a genetic condition,
0: yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, her husband is still comes to the casino once in a while, but I don't know if he's been cut off. I don't know. I mean, I've talked to him a few times, and he still seems to be. I mean, obviously, he was devastated. I mean, he'd been with the woman forever, and mm-hmm. that, 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 but it, he he was devastated. But it, I don't get the the
3: sense that he's really isolated himself. So. so, but it's, it's, he, he's still making it out. Yeah, I mean, he, absolutely. it's not like he sits at home.
2: And those are the men that tend to live longer, though. But mm-hmm. for those men that fall between the the average death of seventy to seventy five, no, those are the people that yeah, create the average. My, my, my wife,
0: my, I think my wife hit it on the head. If if my mom goes before my dad, my dad will die like within the same year or a year later.
2: Um, but
0: it. if if my dad dies and my mom lives, she'll just come over here and be with us, mm-hmm. and her family, yes. and and yeah, she'll she'll go on.
2: And that's because we mm-hmm. impose this strong silent type kind of you have to swallow your emotions and be a man sort of thing for our the male gender in this country we don't we we're starting to embrace being open and communicative mm-hmm. with especially the younger generations being more open about feelings recognize that feelings and mental health are really important. Well, like Jesus Christ
0: I, a lot of no offense but a lot of the, 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 the millennials will put every little detail on friend face or twitter. I mean like yeah. I, i'm not feeling well today i'm just i'm a little depressed and just, shut up.
2: <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> and you know <laughs> so. a fun fact though is i actually did so um, when I went to, to elaborate on that, when I went to a conference for my work, um, the, a, part, a huge focus for us was intergenerational work relations, because for the first time in Absolutely. history, we have four generations working together. We've got traditionalists, yeah. we've got the baby boomers, we've got Xers, and we've got millennials all working together, and the difference between the other generations... <laughs> Nobody
0: mentions why anymore, like,
2: fuck this. Well, no, because why... <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm typically generational. But we got lumped into the millennials. The millennials just took over that whole generation. We're just earlier millennials. Uh, But.
0: Like in civilization, what's your culture?
2: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He
3: gets it. (laughs) I love Sid Meier's civilization. (laughs) I've got a problem (laughs) with him. I'll admit it.
2: But millennials were We're, taught. We were the first generation to have participation awards. We were the ones that were told that you can be what you can be as long as you work together as a team. So. We were raised in a, in a in a world where we were told you need to be expressive and voice your opinion and work collaboratively. You just so we express <laughs> all these things on Facebook. Essentially, what I what I learned is that yeah. millennials will express their emotions and where they're going to on Facebook to get that emotional support and community. So that's just kind of yeah. where that stems from, and that's the first time we've seen that. And I, I think it is a
0: good thing. I mean, I I don't think I subscribe to like you know the the. My father's generation of you know
2: we're, we're the
0: man we got to do everything you know I, I don't really subscribe to that and I'm open to a lot more obviously than my parents who think all gay people should be put on an island and new. so you know yes I love my parents they're really nice people but know. And, you know it's funny here's here's the funniest yeah, thing actually. they talk shit about you know gays blacks um. and, and they're really kind of along that lines those lines
3: fuck you. <laughs> but For the listeners out there, that was Eli trying to pour Jeff another beer. And Jeff, what do you got there, Jeff? Look at this. Look at the bottom of it. There's streaks. Oh, this like, is oh, this is podcast gold right here. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but the beer has
0: every legs. time. And I've noticed this with Likewise. a lot of like kind of bigot, bigoted people when they get around the people they're bigoted towards. All of a sudden, they're like the nicest person, and they're like, oh, wow, he was really nice. But all the rest of them are this. You know, Wait! The one you know has been nice. Why do you think? Right? What I'm is that? Sure yeah, my parents love Graham Norton, but they hate gay people. I'm like, he's the gayest of gay. <laughs> he's the tiny leprechaun of gaydom.
2: <laughs> but yet...
0: Oh, he's just funny as hell.
2: So yeah, but to to round it all back home, uh, that the stereotype of mm-hmm. you know men needing to be independent on their own and the that thing mean, that's still something that it's it's being less embraced at the younger generations, yeah. but it's still it's frustrating for me because you know if we we teach half of our gender that to be communicative and then tell them that they're weak, and we teach our the other half the other half to be strong and independent and quiet, and then they end up suffering in silence and have mental breakdowns and shoot up schools, <coughs> so it's like. Wait, is the strong silent type is not yeah. a healthy way to, to be. I mean, you can yeah. be silent and quiet, Eli, sure. Cool. Just as long as you love yourself. He's you just too. sipping on love that love Rogue
0: yourself, Farms whiskey over there.
2: He's doing great. It's the two
0: thousand thirteen distillery of the year, so I'll have you know that. Of you I
2: don't know, you know I haven't tried. Can I try a little
0: bit of that? <laughs> I've never had their I did try I did Very try good. their uh, um I tried the Rogue Farms uh what is it, the gin. Yeah. And that was <laughs> really, it was horrid. <laughs> No offense. I mean, I let me try this out. What
2: is G Y O
0: mean? GYO? Check mark.
2: It's
0: it's a it's a tortilla like thing with lamb in it. Okay, that's
2: cute.
0: Oh, that's a euro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: geez. Sorry, sorry.
0: Um, no, it was a terrible joke. I apologize. But no, that's it, it's very interesting, and I think that is only one part of.
2: Oh yeah, no. It's, it's multifaceted, but sure. that was just you know with the recent deaths of celebrities that I'm very familiar with, and them kind of springing it on the nation. It's like God damn, fucking. Yeah. I mean, you can understand that they want their privacy because they're celebrities, but at the time, uh, but if you I know, think that
0: has more to do with it, and it probably
2: know. does. But for me, being someone who lives in the world of psychology at all times, because yay, work. Uh, you know, you, you, I have to reflect on that strong sound type. I mean, I'm working with a lot of men, older men you need a lot of yeah. help and they've been underneath this. I can't complain about anything. I sent them off to get psychological evaluations and testing done because they would not open up and admit that I'm really struggling with this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. And they're, you know, of a baby boomer generation. And it's like, you've got so, depression, you've got injuries. You, your wife died a few years ago. How are you doing? Yeah, I, oh, I'm fine. I'm like you just lost your house. You okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool. I'm just living in my trailer. I'm like, by the way, I got uh, this
3: laptop with porn on it. Can you get rid of it <laughs> before someone else sees this?
2: <laughs> that guy's actually more stable than these people. Work well, his wife's still alive. His well, it, yeah. still alive,
3: yeah. And he's also of a d- different generation. Mm-hmm. He, he's more like uh, greatest well, generation. This
2: isn't even the same person I'm talking about. Like This is actually someone I'm working with one-on-one. Sure. I mean, so, my veteran is someone completely different. He's happy mm-hmm. he has PTSD and he's dealing with it in his own way. But then I'm seeing another like event. jerking
0: off to lesbian porn. Yes. Who doesn't do that though? But, <laughs> that's nothing wrong with it. but the <laughs> people I'm working with
2: when I go to work every day, like those are the people who. Well, you don't the, have
0: PTSD. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: those are the people that feel the stereotypes the most because they grew up in an economy where that was expected
3: them. So, so I think yeah. I, I I think I misspoke earlier when I said that uh, women are more evolved than men. I think a far more accurate statement would be to say that the role, the gender role models that we, uh, embrace in our culture are, uh, perhaps, uh, the, the, the feminine role models who, who, I I mean, I don't think we really have great role role models for men or women in this country. We have some, but we could always use more. Uh, the, the male role models are perhaps less adaptive, uh, than the female role, role models that, uh, that we have, uh, that the, the, um, the, the strong oh. silent type is not a very adaptive, uh, role model. Well, uh, look, at, look at the for, so-called for heroes in our, our current society.
0: Well, look at the so-called heroes of, of men, males, so, uh, males in our society. They're generally like sports figures. Um, uh, they're, they're generally like soldiers or, uh-huh. or something to that effect. They're, they by the time who that we, was Mr. Darcy.
2: From uh um, uh, Mr. Darcy, um, shit, from a Jay, the Jane Austen story. Um, oh,
0: uh, what Jane is
2: Eyre. It huh? Is
3: it is Jane, Jane Eyre? Jane Eyre?
2: No, not Jane Eyre, but similar. Um, Wuthering Sen, Heights? Sense and Sensibility?
3: Sense oh, and yeah. Sensibility, yes. The, Sense and Sensibility, pride and prejudice. The brooding,
2: angry type that keeps all of his feelings swallowed into a tiny right. little bottle until he has yourself. a break. Yeah. Great. And then suddenly frees himself and becomes the, the wonderful, handsome man we all love. I've called
0: for good acting. Mm-hmm. Well, but he's he's himself, also calling for.
4: So. Oh my God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Thank you. I would think that women just <laughs> emote like differently. Uh, and men, the yeah. strong, silent type emotes uh, probably through sexual interaction. That's why they are more inclined towards. Uh, what you were saying what was being suggested earlier that uh, you have a spouse and you interact well with your spouse or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the reason you're able to do that is you're allowed to emote to your spouse. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, the sexual interaction permits uh, that basically for for, for doing this. That
0: that opens
4: something up Does that for dudes. Sense? I I would suggest yeah. Um, for, dudes. for dudes, for dudes, for yeah. I um, hope I'm I, not a dude. I would I would suggest. Uh, <laughs> It's different for women, where uh, and, and they're uh, uh, not biologically speaking, but just socially speaking, they're allowed to emote and uh, even
0: encouraged to elope. Yeah, in expected always. Yeah. Um,
2: they're encouraged and told that they're overreacting.
0: God. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah that's where you get the stupid, crazy bitch thing. You know,
2: yeah, <gasps> yeah I
3: knew
0: that would set her up. The,
3: the double standard.
0: Yeah, exactly. The, the ridiculous double standard thing. delicious beer. Exactly. What is this, by the way? What is, oh, this is the Rubens. The Rubens Porter. Robust Porter. So, yeah, what do we think of this one? Don't be a crazy bitch. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be a bitch creep. Uh, I, I would give this... Uh, for, oh, after the last beer, this is just kind of... Well, but Rubens is usually pretty
3: good. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm not a huge porter fan, uh, with the exception of maybe Wander's porter, which their Baltic porter is awesome. Yeah, I love uh, the uh, Gobel nut, uh, uh, but uh, I would give a, this like a maybe. Speaking a, of a sexual experience, two and three quarters, two and seven eighths, maybe a three. Jesus,
1: shut the fuck
3: up. <laughs> <is so> <laughs> Stop with your practice. Rick's not here. He's sick.
0: Core Rick, Core Rick is sick. Oh, no, he's not sick. He's got a sniffle, and I no, he like,
3: really "Is he sniffle. playing
0: hockey? Do you think he's?" No, I Hucky? just, I love Rick. I just think he's a delicate flower. But
2: you know, Brittany, you can relate to this because as soon as you think you've got a tickle or like you feel a little bit too tired, you're like, "Oh man, to take two days off
3: of work. Or I'm gonna just get sick." Ooh, it must be I nice. Huh? Oh, oh man, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it right really is. Right
2: now, you have
3: no <laughs> idea. The
0: gloves are threatening to come off. I know. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the. The stupid strong silent type. I would rather be sick at work been sick at home so I just go to work right and then w- hopefully by the time my work week ends I'm I'm relatively healthy enough to go home and be at home and be happy and nice well, and that's just my weird way of, of processing illness there's so. two ways
2: to look at that though I'm if like, I get
0: cancer I'm just going to become a workaholic when,
2: when I first started dating <laughs> I was working two or three jobs at the time and I would go to work and I'd be sick and he would be like why are you to you know the harder you work the just longer you're gonna be sick and it's like, and because, but you know I, I was with something like
0: a cold or something yeah. it's gonna happen anyway yeah. so you might as well just deal with it and go on with your life
2: but see that what the plan was eventually getting to get into is that yeah. there's the luxury of having a job that you've been establishing for a long time where you know being at home sick is a benefit whereas you have a lot of people who have to go to work sick vomiting and whatever happening in order to make ends meet. So finally, I'm in a job where I don't have to do that anymore. And that's where it kind of clicked for me, where I was like, you know, Brandon's me a lot of shit when we finish our day for going to work with a cold, whereas he would take a few days off. I'm like, well, Brandon's in a position where he can do that. I wasn't at that time, but now that I am, it's like, the standards that we influence are, are like, enforce upon, you know, the lower income and, um, you know, just basically anyone with a bachelor's degree at this point nowadays it Yeah, is those really fucking ridiculous. educated assholes. No, seriously, I had a bachelor's degree and working three jobs (laughs) because bachelor's degree don't get you shit no more. No, not at all.
0: Doesn't
3: give you the sixty grand of flat like right out the gate.
2: Nope, I was teaching preschool for nine. Oh no, it it is it is sixty grand. Twelve. No,
3: it is sixty grand at ten percent interest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's not talk about that.
3: (laughs) Oh
0: yeah, the the bills now, man. That's ridiculous. All right. Well, well, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up. Um, this beer um, is Robust Porter from uh, uh, Reuben Brewing. I recently had their, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, their winter ale. Absolutely amazing. If you get a and chance, have the Rubens winter ale. And this isn't bad right. at all.
3: I mean. No, it's
0: a good porter. It's a yeah. solid porter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's
2: pretty good. Brighton doesn't really
0: know what he's talking about. What would you get? 2.7 You What would you get it? Brandon? Four. Four? Really? I don't, I don't know. I think I'd give
3: this a three, three and a half. Because, cool. you know, five is our max. That is like the perfect beer. So, like three and a quarter? So, th- fuck you. Three and three eighths.
2: Brandon, shut Don't up. make
3: me beat you to death with Mike. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't I, I don't invoke Mike. Because,
2: again, it's not He's super not here. Heavy. It's got a full taste. There's no weird aftertaste. There's no weird initial smell. It's, it's a, no weird initial smell. <laughs> I've
0: met, <laughs> I've met last, a few people
2: like that. I'm sorry. The last beer, when <laughs> I first started drinking it, smelled like soy, soy sauce every time I put it to my, my face. Like, I was like, soy sauce. Mm. Right? No, it was mm-hmm.
1: delicious.
0: I had to let it like,
2: like sink in before it actually was enjoyable. But this is a porter I could drink. It, see, on.
0: it grew on her like a wart.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But, All right. Uh, it's, uh, apologies. Uh, final thoughts. You, uh, you continue.
2: here's delicious.
0: That's your final thought. That's my final thought. How about over there? Strong silent type. <laughs> Baby arm silent type.
3: <laughs> no, you're good. All right.
2: <laughs> no thoughts happening over there.
3: Uh, Kylo Ren was misunderstood. Kylo Ren, you think is mis? No, I don't think he's misunderstood.
2: I think, he's, I think very- he's just a very angry individual who wasn't hugged enough as a child.
0: I think he's just somebody acting out. Just a kid that's acting out. Well, that's,
2: that's, you know, yeah.
0: as I said before, he's the kid that joins a band and wants to be with the sweaty kids in the van and and go from <laughs> gig to gig and get bottles thrown at his head. That's what he wants. He's
1: the and his dad
0: should have let him do that. But instead, he was like, What is So, anyway. Exactly. Uh, hand jobs. Yes. Is that your final thoughts, That's, Jeff? No, my final <laughs> thought is this. Is we watched a few movies. and we're My wife and I are watching, actually, all the nominated movies for the oh, Academy Awards yeah. right now. Yeah. So we can kind of enjoy the Academy Awards. Um, we did watch a movie last weekend though that I think everyone needs to run out and certainly see. Um, you can find it all over the internet uh, whether it's uh, um, Amazon or whatever. Um, it's called Extinction. It's by a, um, It's written and directed by a Spanish uh, director and it's starring it, but it's an English speaking movie um, and it is freaking amazing. It's, uh, uh, yes, it's another zombie movie. I know everyone's kind of sick of zombie movies okay. but the zombies aren't really in the forefront it's the relationship between these two men and the, and there's also a little girl in it that's only 9 years old and it and it, there's there's a lot of layers there i think people need to go out and watch that, um, I mean, that it's it's that. absolutely amazing and uh, definitely, please go see that. Uh, and The Revenant was fucking is is
2: was it, that good? Was it good?
0: It's 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 it. it's right there. It's like it's just a hair's width below Mad Max.
2: You do for best realize, picture right now for me. You do realize that if Leonardo DiCaprio gets an Academy Award, the world is going to explode, right?
0: No, I, I think the world needs to explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: oh, poor guy. So many but uh,
0: uh, time? ooh, look at these sexy man! All no, right, that's it. yes, and sir. It. Nice. nice.
4: This is how Mexicans. Anyways,
0: rich Mexicans. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that that's one of my final thoughts. Uh, I absolutely this. good night, Dad. Good night, Dad. Good. Beer plus three featured Jeff Swatman, Brianna Edwards, Brandon Longwell, and our special guest Eli Ash. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave.
3: Our friend, um, after we'd already left, he sent me a text, and we'd all been drinking pretty heavily. Right about the time I got home, he sent me a text that said, dude, I had a lot of fun tonight. What? Just want to say that your friends are cool. Thanks for the invite. Then I responded with, fun was had by all. We drank and we socialized. Sweet dreams to you both. <laughs> Haiku texting. And then he texted back, go to sleep. I will fix you yet. I am relentless. (laughs) I couldn't write one of those to save my life. (laughs) It took me a long time. Bria's trying to have a conversation with me. And (laughs) and 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 I'm like, I'm like sitting there with my phone going, <laughs> yeah what is it so, there's a pattern there it's like okay, five, one, five seven five seven or something like that it's five seven five and five, seven, five. the response is a tonka and I honestly can't remember the number of lines the number of syllables but there, I think there's more lines to it it's more than just three lines I think it might be five do you do either of you guys know the, the do you rhyme? haiku <laughs> the, the we have this strong
0: silent type here so this should <laughs> be <true>. interesting <laughs> All so right.
2: Good
0: one. Okay, go the ahead. Go
2: ahead. As a leftover, the soup was equally good without croutons.
0: <laughs> 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 On that note, <laughs> coming to you live from Beer <laughs> Snob City, it's Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beard at a time. With us today is a man who, much like Lionel Richie, is easy. But as is easy as Sunday morning. Wait, I fucked that up completely. Didn't I?
3: You could do it again. I'm going to try
0: again. And no. Um <laughs> sure.